Welcome to another episode of Books That Make Us Better. My name is Kayla Joe. I'm Megan. I'm Lydia. And I'm Jessie. And uh, we are talking Guidepost 10, which is the last guidepost before the final thoughts uh, chapter. And it is about uh, letting go of being cool and always in control. And I'm going to say we're a group of moms and teachers here. So if uh, anyone knows about being cool, clearly. <laughs> I was like, where is this going? Yeah. It's not us. <laughs> it's Wait a minute. Where is, is it this us? going? Is it us? It is not totally us. I think I'm cool. <laughs> I don't know if that counts for anything. <laughs> I mean, I feel, um, I ask Liam frequently if I say cool things and he normally says no. So I think that means I'm doing well. (laughs) Yes, you win. My -hmm. daughter recently told me to cover my hair before I dropped her off at preschool. So I think cool is definitely high. (laughs) Check. I'm winning. Yes. I, Um, I yelled at one of our mutual friends out the window the other day at school pickup, pickup. And Liam said, Mom, roll up the window. You're embarrassing yourself. <laughs> oh. You didn't even say you're I embarrassing said, me. What is your... No, I'm, you're embarrassing yourself. And I said, no, I do not get embarrassed. So you're projecting. <laughs> you're projecting. You're projecting. Why don't you take a moment to figure out what that I means, Liam? <laughs> Liam and I played a version of soccer on Sunday. And we had he was his own team and I was mine. And he said his team was called Mom Lovers, and my team was called <laughs> Liam Lovers. <laughs> oh, my God. So I think, I think I'm still cool in his eyes. <laughs> definitely, definitely still cool. Yeah, I think I got it with him still. We believe the power to change lives is within ourselves. We believe with the right attitude, anything can be accomplished. We believe the amount of knowledge and insight available is limitless. But we don't think life should be taken too seriously. Books that make us better. An alpha media podcast. All right. So um, let's just jump right in. We are talking laughter, song, and dance. So Brene starts by talking about how these are some of the things that we use to express ourselves, to communicate our stories, to celebrate and mourn, to nurture community. Um, She would say that most people would tell you that a life without laughter, music, and dance would be unbearable. And it's really easy to take these experiences for granted. So she kind of goes on and breaks each of these things down uh, individually as far as like laughter, song, and dance. Does anyone want to take laughter? Isn't song first? Or no? No, song JK. is second. Oh, I, she doesn't have a heading for laughter. No, laughter doesn't have a heading. Oh. She's so tricky. She's so tricky. Tricky. I I... Not ready for laughter. Hold on. Okay. I, I was looking for the heading. Yeah, go ahead. Do, do you it. want me to take? Okay, I'll take laughter. Um, <laughs> so I guess um, she really is kind of summing all of them up when she talks about laughter. Laughter is the first one she talks about. And she said that uh, she refers to laughter as like um, when we all laugh together, sometimes it's a, I thought it was just me kind of moment. And that laughter in its spiritual form 
is like a form of communing without words. We can say to one another, I'm with you. I get it. And she talks about how true laughter is not the use of humor as like self-depreciation or deflection. It's not the kind of painful laughter we sometimes hide behind. Knowing laughter embodies the relief and connection we experience when we realize the power of sharing our stories. We're not laughing at each other. We're laughing with each other. Um, she said one of her favorite definitions of laughter comes from the writer Anne Lamott, whom uh, she heard say laughter is a bubbly, effervescent form of holiness. She says, amen. I thought that was really cool. I like some of my favorite moments are when I'm with people and just like laughing my head off. So totally. I can get behind laughter 110%. Yeah, I I do feel like 100%. I feel like when I make the strongest connection with anybody in my life is when we can laugh together. And like true laughing, not like exactly what she said, not self-depreciation. Like we're just, we're laughing about something, some silly joke. Like I, over the weekend for... <laughs> for laughter with Rob. He's very good at it. Um, we have a groundhog somewhere in our backyard and we have set up a trap because it is digging huge holes. And, but he called it, he loves to make these stupid dad jokes. He called it a dirt pig instead of a groundhog. Oh my God. <laughs> and, but he makes this self-satisfied like smile when he makes this joke and it is the biggest like he's so much teeth in this smile and like yes. first I'm laughing because dirt pig and then I'm <laughs> laughing because he's so fucking satisfied with himself right now like those are the things this is what makes me feel closer to anybody agree 100 percent. dirt pig <laughs> yeah. is golden that is a good one I'm a sucker for a good like pun especially food puns so the dirt pig would get me going. Yeah, for real. Is that um, weird that I just said that about your husband? It would no, get me going. I, t I told I told your, your guy that I didn't recognize him with the shirt on. So, I, well, he just walked by with a shirt on, and I didn't recognize him either. <laughs> they want to know why you're not shirtless. Oh, can you just walk by with what you have right now? This is how. So, first of all, I have FOMO because he's watching Antiques Roadshow without me. And now he's just walking by with a bottle of wine. What the hell? Oh, man. Yeah. Not top, ladies. He's not topless. Has a bottle of wine. <laughs> wrapped up, ladies. Yes. And he's watching Antiques Roadshow without me. My favorite. How rude. rude. I know, Audacity. Right? And how uncool that I love to watch Antiques Roadshow. That's so cool. Uh, I don't know my... who you've been talking to about coolness level, but I, that's the height of cool. So I give it a, it's every Monday night. 10 out of 10, guys. <laughs> who needs netflix the what is it uh, pbs yes pbs just, is where it's at all you gotta do is donate to iptv and you get that stuff streaming whenever you want i'm i'm down for some pbs and some npr that's where i live <laughs> same oh my god did we just become best friends <laughs> yes <laughs> also i was mortified when you dropped something off at my house today because my plants are dying on my front step and i'm like megan's gonna judge me oh i I'm not, didn't even I'm not pay bad, attention i'm a bad plant mom uh, the one, what I did notice was how dusty your mailbox was. I could see your handprints, and I was like, "That's mine. That is my mailbox." And I just thought, "Yes." No, I'm, I'm gonna not, live in the, not I'm the in, only one. That's I'm so in funny. The swamp. 
I checked my mailbox when I got home and your envelope was in there. And my first thought was like, oh my God, there's a spider web from my house to my mailbox. And that's what Megan saw. Megan saw my dead plants and my dusty mailbox. I didn't see that. And also I looked at Kayla Joe's house and I was like looking at her front door and I was like, where is the mailbox? Guys, I was parked in front of it. It's by the stupid street. Oh my gosh. I was that's like so just funny. standing there, like, where is it? Where did they what? put their mail? What did oh, my dog thing? What'd my dogs have to say about that? Nothing. They didn't see me. I oh was standing gosh. at the street. So nobody said anything. Yeah, they see everything. There's some good guard dogs you got there, it was Kayla. A shocker. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, impressive. <laughs> oh, it's oh, amazing. Okay, so <laughs> laughter has happened. We've we've off. accomplished this. Look at yes. us. Look Check. at us live in this guidepost. Uh, this so, might be the one we're the best at. Yeah, I think so. I agree. Uh, so next is song. I know oh. I said that I didn't feel ready, but I'm just going to do it. <laughs> just going to go for it. Just do it, girl. Go uh, it. So I feel like um, Brene just kind of talks about like how song can really like what what it does for you um, in your life and how like songs can stir um, memories or like emotions and maybe not not everybody has the same passion for music, but I do feel like probably everybody has some song or something that they can hear that's going to stir emotion. It might be like hymns or might be some favorite song from when you're in high school or whatever, but I can absolutely, I mean, I can get right on board with this because I definitely, I mean, who doesn't have a song that takes you right back? You know, it takes you right oh, back yeah. to, I think like what, um, this isn't even a good song. Uh, Yellow, I think, by Coldplay. Yes. Okay, yes. that takes me right back to freshman year of college when yep. I was pledging a sorority. Okay, I'm not a sorority girl. I didn't finish, but that was the most fun. I had the most fun doing that. And, like, it takes me back to this happy feeling. And I'm not one to be, like, sad about whatever I missed out on. I'm like, oh, that was such a happy time. I remember this person and that person and this person. That was great. That one song will take me right back there. Nowhere else. So I 100% song is so, so, so important. I think any sort of it music. Yes. I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to ask all of you what like your songs were or like what songs in general brought stuff back for you. I mean, there's a lot. So one of my, when you brought up that one, I was thinking about um, when I first started in radio, you start on the college radio station, uh, KICB, and I would always, you got to program your own music or whatever for your little time block, and I would always put in um, Stellar by Incubus. And so I love Incubus. Oh my God. What? How have we never talked about this? I don't know. I love Incubus. And so like, that's one of my favorite songs of all time. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm dying right now. I am slightly dying inside too, but I also saw an Incubus concert poster. Yes, I did. Same. Oh my gosh. I saw it too. Wait, where did, where did you, where did you see yours? (laughs) I don't remember. I just was looking at it and I was like, oh my gosh, it's Incubus. It was like red. It's like white and red, right? Oh, I don't fucking know. Oh. <laughs> oh my I'm gosh, look at Lydia. Stop, look at Lydia. I'm I'm so I literally don't know who like, these people I literally, are. I only know one other person that even talks about liking Incubus. And like oh. everybody I know is always like, who the hell are they? What are you talking oh about? God, and I'm like, oh. no. No, that was like, that is a soundtrack of uh, yes. high school college like yes. i mean i love other songs but that is my 
Oh, Anna Molly, like oh Anna Stop. Oh my god. Oh, I'm sorry, Jesse. You're gonna need to go ahead. Mean, meanwhile, I'm just over here on my island, guys. I'm sorry. What's going on? Island is kidding. Did we make it? Did we make it to an island? I, where did, I, you, Lydia, where did, did we you? see them? I saw them when I lived in Utah. I was like 19 years old. I still mm. have the t-shirt. It was a crow left of the murder, was yes. like the album that was out. Yes. And that's my t-shirt is. And it is so, it is like literally see-through because, uh, you know, I've worn dry. it and washed it. Oh my gosh. But uh, I love it. I, mean, I, I was so poor. I saw two concerts and I was so poor. Both times I went, there was no fucking way I was getting t-shirts. So I have nothing to show for it. <laughs> um, my first one was at the U.S. Cellular Center in Cedar Rapids. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Oatmeal City. Yeah. Yeah. It was really bad. Um, my yeah. second one was at Red Rocks Amphitheater in Colorado. It was oh, fucking awesome. Amazing. Everyone yeah, was high. And I were supposed to go mm, so in 2020, 2019, and they canceled it because of COVID, but it was like in Des Moines. Yeah, and I was so like desperate to go because it had been like ten years since I'd seen them. You guys, oh my! So there's still a thing. There's still a thing. All right, I'm gonna look into this. Brandon Boyd. Oh God, yes, one of the most beautiful human beings you will ever see. Thank you for going there because I was gonna say he's my forever man crush. Oh my God, how old is this man now? Oh, I don't know. He's older than us, probably. He's like he's older than us. Not by much, though, right? Maybe like five yeah. to eight I'm years. Google it. I'm gonna Google it while know. I'm Googling it. Oh my Googling gosh, it. you guys! They're going to they're going to be at the Valair Ballroom. When? <laughs> That's where I was supposed to go. When are they going to be there? When? So, um, um, October fifth in Des Moines, Iowa, <gasps> Valair Ballroom. Wait, October fifth no, already happened, dude. Yeah. Oh, oh no! Oh, no, wait. Kayla. What's next? What's why would next? you? Why would you do that? Because Jesse, tell us your band. What's your What's your band? I don't know <laughs> a band. I don't know that I have what's a band. band. I'm very He's eclectic 45. when it comes to music. All right, so all right. I'm feeling it. That's close. Yeah. <laughs> um. But I and I know I'm jumping ahead. But in the get inspired, where she talks about the themed playlist, the only reason I'm bringing that up is that I've. Kind of been doing that for a long time and because it was a recommendation of like I think a travel thing that I had read that anytime you take a trip you should have a, a playlist and then so mm-hmm. every time you hear those songs it associates like memories with that trip and so we've been doing it quite a oh, like cool. with all the trips that we go on and so it it makes it just fun because then when you hear that you're like oh remember when this happened at this mm-hmm. you know and so I highly recommend doing that yeah that's a great idea I yeah. definitely had that a playlist a really when idea. we lived in Germany. Um, and if I hear any of the songs off of that, because we, I mean, I pretty much listen to that one playlist like a lot. And anytime I hear a song off there, it takes me back there. I mean, it's, it's like, it's great memories. And that's a good idea. Like a good way to, especially if you're like, you just want to get out of your head for something. Yeah. I mean, for sure. Yeah. So I, I read about um, that whole phenomenon in one of my weird brain books that I read, but they like the rhyme that goes with it is neurons that fire together, wire together. And that's why when we have a song, it's always going to be associated like with a memory. Nice shirt, Lydia. Um, and so like <laughs> that always 2021. Yeah. Ner- I always think about that neurons that fire together, wire together. And I just think it's cool. Brains are so cool. Yes. Oh, look at it. It's the shirt. <gasps> it's the shirt. That's amazing. It is, is see through. That's oh, look freaking gorgeous. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it is totally see through. And I also made it into a cutoff because I like 
the sleeves were too much at one point. Yeah. But yeah, no, it is um it's very see-through, but I love it. <sighs> I'm I'm very jealous that you have a really sick band shirt. Me too. I'm getting on eBay. Well, we're gonna need <laughs> to um see when Incubus is coming around again and we're going. Yep. Yes. Yeah. I cannot. I I've never gone. Sorry, Jesse, but I can't believe three out of the four people here are Incubus fans like that. Because that, like, it's kind of a ride or die band. Like, you go for it. You fucking do, do it. Yeah. Can we Some tweet them? Their- yes. <laughs> Might as well. Let's try it. Oh my god! If Brandon yeah. Boyd even knew who I was in life, I would probably die. Literal, Pass. literal heart I mean, attack. I would just be like. <sighs> All right, I feel like we can make this happen. Oh, my God. Um, Hey, Jesse, I tweeted at Brene Brown. Did you see me tweet? I did not. I didn't see your twat. (laughs) You didn't see my twat? (laughs) Because I tagged you in my twat. Oh, dang it. Well, so I kind of live a double life on Twitter because I have a professional and a personal account. Oh, Um, I might have tagged your professional one. Oh, my gosh. That'll be funny. (laughs) Um, I didn't see it come up, and I'm only – I don't check my personal one very often, so I'll get on there and take a look. Um, it was my literal first tweet ever. Oh, um, to Brene, how special. <laughs> and I didn't even know. Like, I was like, I think I've tweeted before. And then I made it and I was like, shit, is that my first tweet? I put uh, at Brene Brown. I don't really tweet, but my friends and I have been doing a virtual book club podcast. And then I put in parentheses books that make us better because I can't not plug it. <laughs> Duh. Uh, and I put, and we're reading the gift yeah. of imperfection, but we've hit a roadblock. Guy post nine. What's the difference between gift and talent? Help. Yes. Help. And I don't have any. I don't well, think it has any replies. And we just stay here in I the in the unknowing. The unknowing. She's not twat <laughs> me back. Dang That's it. That's fine. We'll get there. Well, at any rate, I did some tweeting. I'm I did, glad. I did the Twitter, and I'm probably yes. never going to do it again. Except for now, I'm going to tweet Brandon Lloyd. <laughs> you guys are. Gonna I, mean, I am. Oh my seats. goodness! I am tweeting Incubus. Like if I don't even it. know what that is. <laughs> This like Jesse start at the beginning and keep going. Like definitely start yeah. with fungus among us. Oh, <laughs> I feel yeah. like I've heard that before. See Maybe. you guys. I'm not I'm not a good music like person because I couldn't tell you the names of like all the songs until I hear them and I'm like, oh yeah, this one. I love this one. So I can't even like think of really like the one oh oh um actually uh Warning is my absolute favorite mm, Incubus song. Um, Morning View, yes. Oh, yes. That that entire album is so good. Oh, but yes. um, Warning, like mm. I will scream that song when mm-hmm. I hear it. I mean, oh, it's that, screamable for sure. It is that brings me joy. God, now I'm just going to listen to Incubus all day tomorrow while I know, now I'm Thanks. so inspired to jam out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so as soon as we're done with this, I'm listening to Stellar. And then I might listen to Pardon Me. Yeah. I have to listen to Drive. Yeah. That That's, is my those first, are all. That no, was no, the no, first Drive was I ever heard. Yeah. Drive was definitely because that was an actual hit. It actually oh. made it to a pop station. Oh. Yeah. Oh, and mm-hmm. Dig and Oil and Water. Oh, yeah. Great. Those two are awesome. Have you heard any of their new things? Um, I don't even know what their latest album is called, but you can get it on Spotify. Um, I feel like I have heard some of their new stuff, and I and I like it, but like I just haven't heard it enough to like know it. Like I right. know their stuff. Totally, we're boring, Jesse. We should move on. No, I <laughs> am on a insanely weird cocktail of cold medicine, and so I think I took the PM version of a couple of them. So 
Might be an early night. They, the kids used to call that tussin tripping when you try I might, and, I'm as much you and stay up as late as possible. I'm definitely tussin right now. Oh my gosh. I think it might be uh, it's a, it's mucinex though, so I don't know really know how you say know. that. I'm Nexon. I'm Mucinexin. Nexon. Nexon. I'm so I have cool. No clue. I'm uh, Nexon, guys. Okay. Maybe we should move on to dance. Let's do it. <laughs> While Jesse's still with us. <laughs> I'm not taking it. Yeah, so dancing. Yeah. Um, Brene really writes about the importance of dance in her household and how um, they will play music in their kitchen and just be goofy and they will play all different kinds of musics. Musics. Oh my gosh, I just said musics. Music. It was good. All it was different kinds of music. And... Um, that uh, you know, sometimes people get in, get um, uh, uncomfortable with dancing because they don't feel like they have rhythm. But she really talks about how it's just important to like let loose and um, enjoy it. And um, like, and she even talks about kids how kids will just move to music whether they have rhythm or not. And it's not until they get older and people outside of them are putting that idea on them that like you cannot dance why are you doing that or like you look weird why are you doing that and I really liked where she writes about Mary Jo Putney who is another writer and she says what one loves in childhood stays in the heart forever so Brene says if this is true and she believes it is then dance stays in our heart, even when our head becomes overly concerned with what people might think. Oh. And I thought that was super cute. And I just, like, I mean, Gwen is too. And that girl, the moment she hears music, something is, some part of her body is moving. And I just think it's so adorable. And I love it. And I don't do it enough, but on the weekends, we'll play music on, like, our Bluetooth speaker and just, like, jam out and it'll be all different kinds of music and we'll like each you know we'll each pick a song or something and it's super fun I don't do it enough with the kids um but in those moments I'm like completely gloriously happy and it's totally I mean it does it really just brings out all the endorphins yeah the dance like no one's watching thing yeah <laughs> but it's I mean it's kind of true because we all are kind of pigeonholed into that way of thinking that like you have to be good at it or you don't yes. do it. And it's the yeah. same with like, that's like creativity. We could even go back to that about crafting. What is that? I don't know you, what that is. You feel, <laughs> you feel like you're not good at it. And so you don't do it. But it's the same with dancing. Well, you don't do it. Yeah. She talks <laughs> no, about yeah. the part where she talks about that the gremlins are constantly there to make sure that self-expression takes a backseat to self-protection and self-consciousness. Right. Which that doesn't really apply to me in dancing. Like I'll, I'll cut a rug. I ain't mad at it. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm not. Those are not areas where like laughter or dancing or music are not areas where I feel the need to like tone things down. But there might be other areas I that. that I oh, maybe God. let self-expression take a backseat. Get everybody. Get you a Jesse in your life. Yeah. <laughs> I'll throw down. I'm not, not mad when, about it. When Keenan and I were dating, we weren't even engaged yet. And then maybe like newly engaged. We had a bunch of weddings in like this two to three year time span. 
And that man, you get a few drinks in him and you play teach me how to Dougie and he is on the dance floor. And I remember like just totally like falling in love with him because he was so just in the moment and loving it. And I just like anytime we have a a wedding, I get so excited because I know Keenan will enjoy himself and I will then request teach me how to Dougie. That's amazing. So I can see him out there because that is his calling. No. So I was just going to say when um, I had a moment like that with Tony when I was pregnant. So we went out for Halloween and we dressed up as um, the milkman and the pregnant housewife (laughs) for our Halloween costume because I was like visibly pregnant. So we took a friend's baby bottles and we filled them with rum chata because Tony had like a little basket that we filled with bottles of milk except for it was rum chata and so we would bring it into all the bars with us and all the guys would take shots out of these, like, oh baby bottles gosh. filled with rum chata no. and of course the bars let them take it because <laughs> it looked like it was part of tony's halloween costume like but he did the same thing oh. he and yeah our friend brian did this like huge dance off in like what's that bar the hayloft <laughs> Is there a downstairs? Yes, yes there Oops. is. A downstairs dance floor. Yes, that's where it was at. And well, they're, those are always yeah. dirty. The basement dance floors yeah. are always <laughs> sticky. Well, like a main floor. Dirty. It was main floor. Yeah, it was oh. Studio 32 when I went there. Yeah, but it was like a big just dance is whatever. In, are these in Fort Dodge? Yes, yeah, yeah. Studio 32 used house. to be the hotness. Oh man, every Saturday. It was one in, one out. Look at her. Look at her. (laughs) This is my turn, my turn to be woefully ignorant. Yes. (laughs) I've literally only heard out at Top Hat have not visited. Oh, Studio 32 was the hotness. Everybody who was anybody was was at the at the club. I was nobody. One in, one out, she says. It was. It was, man. It was. It was the hotness. Oh, man. Um, so funny slash embarrassing story kind of related to dance. So my senior year at Iowa state, I was on, uh, basically a scholarship. And so the, uh, it was like a grant scholarship. Anyway, the only way to get the money was to have a full-time schedule, but I didn't need any more classes towards like graduating. So I could take kind of anything that I wanted. So I decided to just take a bunch of stuff in kinesiology. So I took ballroom dance, golf, and tennis at Iowa State. And I was like, you know what? Someday I'm going to be a housewife to a very, 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 very wealthy entrepreneur who's going to need me to play. Who's going to need me to play tennis and golf and maybe twirl around the dance floor. So I might as well be prepared. That's some fucking planning. So I, in my future planning, I thought, hey, I could get these lessons for free. <laughs> so I uh, I went to golf and tennis three days a week. And then two days a week, I had two hours of ballroom dance. <laughs> and it was a splendid semester. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I did learn a lot of actual ballroom dance. And it's kind of also funny because no one tells you that the only the males that take ballroom dance are all uh, the entire Iowa State football team. So, like, it was, like, four foot nothing me and then eight foot massive, like, (laughs) trying to be partners in ballroom. And it was – I met a lot of good people. I had a really good time. But that semester was my semester of housewifeness, and it didn't – here we are. I don't play tennis (laughs) nor dance. 
was just going to ask, have you put them to use? <laughs> no, uh, that was an expensive, not really expensive, but that was a semester, semester loss. No, I'm just kidding. But I thought you were, remember last summer when you were going to be Serena Williams? I tried. We tried. Oh. It's hot. And ten- yeah. you know what? <laughs> tennis is the one, I shouldn't say the one sport, but like tennis is one million times harder when you suck because you got to chase that ball everywhere like if I miss a pitch when you throw it to me somebody catches it or like any other sport like being bad at it is makes it easier but being bad at tennis sucks um sucks real bad the name of this podcast I thought was going to be dirt pig but actually it's I tried but it's hot I did try guys I bought a bunch of, okay so this is another example of when I just go all in bought a bunch of equipment new clothes <laughs> new shoes I was like hey Michael could you get me tennis lessons he's like yeah I think the instructor at Iowa Central or the coach might do lessons on the side I'm like okay yeah I'll take those two like I'm always about trying new things but it's hot, it's too hot. Well, shit, I suggest it's next summer just play tennis in quotations and come to my house instead because I live across the street and you well, can I've, just I've probably enjoy get some of these balls in your yard because they go sailing. <laughs> just, that's what you should do. You Oops, go. this ball Oops. went too far. BRB. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go get it. Oh, shoot. I think I know that person. It's in that yard. <laughs> I gotta go over there. I'll call yeah. Jessie one afternoon and she's gonna be a lady who lunches with Lydia and I'm gonna be like, here it is. This, this was your moment yeah. to be a housewife. I mean, I tr- I really tried. Just out. I know. No, we always it was go- only three wasted classes and not an entire wasted degree. No, that's yeah. true. And I'd always come yeah. home from class and they'd be like, "Huh, how's your MRS degree?" And I'm like, "In progress." <laughs> <laughs> Look at me now. You guys, she is Nexon. She is uh-huh. Nexon so She's hard. Nexon it's, hard. The, it's the Mucinex. Yeah. This is great. Um, Michael's Mucinex. laughing from the couch right now. Cackling, I hope. <laughs> he is. Good. So, take me dancing. <laughs> <laughs> She's dripping balls. Uh, I just was on one tonight, guys. Uh, Next. All right. Dig what deep. Else? We used to be being cool. Being cool. And always got to tell this story. Um, so basically she took out, she was um needed to run to a department store to get makeup, and she wasn't, and by she I'm talking about Brene. And Brene was like in just kind of runaround scrubby clothes. I think like a hat or her hair was messed up and she just was like, I'm going to go into the Nordstrom's. I'm going to get the makeup and we're coming back out. And Ellen, her daughter, made a comment that the, she had gotten some shoes for her birthday and needed to exchange them for a different size. And so Brene said, okay, fine. Like, we're going to the makeup. We'll go to the shoes. Very just dead set on, like, doing what she needed to do because she didn't really feel confident in the way that she looked or anything. And so she gets up to – or she gets the makeup, goes up to the second floor, and um, on her way up, she notices – kind of out of the corner of her eye, there was three moms who, you know, looked perfect in their, you know, high-heeled pointed boots and their, you know, perfect hair and all of this. And they were with their daughters who were also perfect looking and, uh, you know, they were shopping for shoes. And as she's 
like peering over at these women. Um, she catches, you know, something out of the other side of her eye and it's her daughter, Ellen, who is literally doing the robot <laughs> in the shoe department, like dancing without a care. And she notices that the women and the daughters are looking at Ellen and she goes through this moment of like, how do I respond to this um, in her head? And I honestly thought that she was going to like, get Ellen to stop. Like, as I was reading, I was like, oh no, she's going to you know, make the, you know, make a bad choice. She's going to tell Ellen, you know, knock it off. And cause she's already in that mindset of like appearance, appearance, appearance. But she actually kind of goes through her thinking and thinking about, you know, I can't, I can't betray Ellen now. I need to like encourage this. And so she ends up doing like the robot with her until the end of the song. And She's like, I didn't even really think about what the moms thought of us afterwards, but I thought about how, you know, I needed to choose Ellen and be on her side and not like diminish that like light in her. And the soul train in the shoe department was probably one of the keys to keep continuing to foster that in Ellen. So it was a pretty interesting story. I love that story. Yeah, it was a good one. So it felt dangerous. very Tish and like yes. untamed yes. totally yeah. yeah so i dug it yeah. i really thought it was interesting after that when she goes into betrayal and how that's an important word with this guy post she said when we value being cool and in control over granting ourselves the freedom to unleash the passionate goofy heartfelt and soulful expressions of who we are we betray ourselves when we consistently betray ourselves we can expect to do the same to people we love mm -hmm. yeah. i thought that was really interesting yeah, I think it's so true. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. you know, like, and I wonder, I, oh, no, go ahead. No, go, go. It makes me wonder, like working with young adults and adolescents, like, I think we always kind of say like, oh, they go through that phase where they like are so concerned about what people think about them. But I think they are because we foster it. Mm -hmm. Like disagree. that, that has been some like a social construction that we have fed and bred and then we just now mask it as oh it's it it just happens that's just the way it is and like I don't know that I believe that I I kind of think that too because my oldest is 13 and I noticed when she started noticing or started caring about other people's opinions and while I probably don't do it all the time um I really make a conscious effort to like not put that on her that she needs to be worried about any of that. And I feel like for the most part, she is a person that is just like goofy and like out there. And she just really cares more about being herself for the most part, unless it's like clothes. She always wants to make sure her clothes look a certain way. And like, does this match? And does that match? But I, I picked up on that with her, like that when, when like other kids started commenting on something or she noticed that like other kids would start doing something. And had I maybe been a few years behind in who I was as a person, I probably would have totally fostered that idea of like, you have to fit in because I mean, that's how I was, you know, that's just like, I, uh, I get what I totally agree with what you're saying, and I don't know that I'm making sense right now. But no, I, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Like we we have so much power over the kids in our lives to really enable them and empower them 
to be who they are and to let them know that they don't have to try to fit in with what they feel is cool in that moment. Like who they are is wonderful and beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, and I think it's, I feel like as a parent, it's easiest to see um, when I think it's easy to see when you are doing a good job of that, when you see somebody else try to stomp on that thing that your kid is so good mm -hmm. at or, and you know, like maybe they don't intend for it to be mean, but I've, I mean, I've seen family be like, Oh, you know, don't do that Cora or don't, you know, why are you doing that? And I'll be like, Oh no, no, she gets yeah. to do that. Like that we're okay with, you know, asking weird questions. We're okay with talking about our body parts, the, you know, by their anatomical name, like, we're not, we don't, we don't shy away from those things. And I feel like that is when I, when I feel cringy watching someone else do something is when I know like, okay, good job. I at least did this uh -huh. one thing. Okay. And like, if that's making me feel cringy watching this person do that to that person, like, okay. But I definitely, I mean, I still fall short, but I think that it, I, I totally agree with exactly what you guys are saying. And I was picking up what you're putting down, Lydia. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Jesse, I feel like you make a great point. I think we put that on. We put our own stuff mm -hmm. on to kids all the time. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And like the, you know, like looking in the mirror and like turning on the, to the side and like seeing if you look skinny and blah, 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 blah. Like doing yeah. that. I try to be so attentive to how am I looking at myself in the mirror when Cora's watching. And then, and then am I looking at myself in the mirror in general? Because it's not helping me. If I'm looking at myself that way, you know, I should love my body the way that it is. And, you know, I'll, I'll do what I need to do to make me feel good. But like, I hate that girls watch us and can see like when we are critiquing our bodies and that just, yeah, that's one thing that is very difficult for me to quit. But yeah, it's just all learned. They're watching. Mm -hmm. Yes. Totally. That's I'm always conscious of that, too. So I understand that I don't ever want to talk poorly about something or like talk down about myself in front of my yeah. kids because I don't want them to like internalize that or in any way feel that like, well, mom doesn't like this about herself and I have that or like mm -hmm. I do this, but mom doesn't like it when she does it. Like, oh, I would like I don't want to put that on my kids. Yeah. Yeah. So should we dig deep? Do it. Yep. All right. So get deliberate. I I love this one. Mm -hmm. Um. So she said, if we believe that laughter, song, and dance are essential, how do we make space for that? Um. So she said one thing they've started doing is turning on music in the kitchen while they do family cleanup, and then they dance, sing, which in turn always leads to a good laugh. Um. I remember doing this. I should do it more. But with Liam when he was younger, um, we would play music really loud. He used to love the um, Whitney Houston want to dance with somebody. And so <laughs> we would play that song and like I would carry him around and we would be dancing all through the living room. And it just like was the best time. And I need to do that. I need to do that again. Yes. Keep that stuff up. Yes. Definitely. Well, I'm and just I just imagining. like playing music sometimes. Like sometimes it's just like, I don't know, you just get in those moods and you want to hear something that relates to that mood and 
I turn it up real loud and I don't care if other people don't like it. Yes. So I do, I do this at school quite a bit, especially when we're in culinary arts too. And we're doing like American regional cuisine. I try to find music that's associated with the like cuisine that we're cooking. So like my favorite is to do like Southern cuisine and do like Zydeco and things from like New Orleans and like styles of music that they may have never heard or like when we're in Italy, like even though I know it's not Italian, but I'll do some Dean Martin, like Mambo Italiano and like some of those songs that just like get you excited about. And they're at first the kids are like, this is weird. And then like afterwards they're like, Mambo Italiano, like they're just <laughs> digging it. Um, and I totally love a rainy like night at home and I put on some Nora Jones and oh, yeah. like just Shoot, vibe girl. out. Yeah. Love it. And like red wine and then soup or like, you know, something like that. Like those just I'm I'm good with that. I like that. Oh my God. I bet you have a food for every single occasion. I'm just thinking how amazing it would be living in your home. Hi, I'm moving in. <laughs> I told you I wasn't gonna use your address for creepy things, but now I am. <laughs> here, here I am. Just ding dong. Hi, I'm here for dinner. Yeah. I'm, kidding. I'm not gonna do that okay, i'm not gonna do it you can see it on well, your we face should. Like, oh, so no the last the, so the last book club that i was in and hopefully like, michael will chime in um are like one of our last ones we had a dinner and he cooked for us and then we enjoyed wine and how, like talked about the book and i'm like how we do, do we, that with this book club how do we i do think that? that's a great idea and then we can discuss our next book yes 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 let's do it i'm here for it um, I have I have two books possibilities that I'm just ready and waiting to just be like everybody pick right because we're gonna do that yeah I, I think I know so. I'm skipping ahead but we're gonna do like a little like crowdsourced book pick yeah yes I like it I like it I can't wait okay so we kind of already talked about the themed playlist for get yes. inspired mm -hmm. um, what do we have for get going. So it talks about dance every day for five minutes. Uh, make and it says CD, but I don't know that that's uh, where we're headed. Uh, but then she goes mixtape. Yeah, make a playlist uh, to sing along with in the car or watch a fun TikTok video that makes uh, you laugh every single time. Nice way to alter that. Yes, fun TikTok video. CD? Good job, you. CD. I was like, excuse me, what? When were uh, I? I don't know, but I bet I'd find an incubus one. <laughs> you would. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, okay. So, so yeah. Just, so our goal is to just like don't give a shit is what it seems like. Forget yeah. forget that anyone cares about your song choices or your dancing or what the hell you're laughing about and just go do it. Do it for you. Yep. Yeah. Because everybody in their brain is thinking the same things we're thinking about, like how we dance or how we sing or whatever. I mean, I, I would never sing, but I mean, like in my car, but um, um, yeah. I feel like, yeah, we just need to let loose a little bit. Just enjoy it. Life's too yep. short. Agreed. Agreed. You guys, That's I've been jamming hard to the new Adele song and I don't even feel bad. <sighs> oh my gosh. I'm so glad you brought up Adele. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Lydia's like music, all music, music. I yep. like straight up Adele's album with like the turning tables song. Oh yeah. And fire to the, whatever, fire to the rain. Mm -hmm. what, I can't think right. Yes. Okay. So, so that entire powerful. album came out during a breakup of mine. And that oh. entire album is like straight fire. Like 
I get real fierce. I get real emotional. I get yes. everything. So when this new song came out, and I see all these TikToks of people who are like, when you're happily married but contemplating divorce when the new <laughs> song comes out. That's how I feel about the Lemonade album for Beyonce. Uh, yeah, that's Hazel's great too. Beyonce. That was like, I'm happily married. Like yep. not nothing was wrong. Yep. And but I listened to that album and I'm like, oh man, how could you cheat on me? Wait what's a minute. That, what's that Lizzo song where she's like uh took a DNA test? Oh fine. Jesse, come on, turns what's out called? I'm a hundred percent that bitch, that even bitch. when yeah. I'm crying crazy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Girl, like, so uh, truth hurts. Yeah. Truth hurts. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Like that took one. Give me a second totally happily married love my husband but when that song comes on i want to be like in his face right like, you're singing it at them yes, yes. you've Even done though, nothing wrong to me but no, why does the man have to be why is he gonna be great until he's not great why how about the emancipation of mimi mariah yeah. carey oh she was that that whole album was just, all about like breakup and then like revenge and i think i i yeah I, I probably knew a lot of those songs i just also really like mariah carey oh man i'm gonna have to go break out my finest cassette tapes and just <laughs> like i don't i'm not gonna do anything else tonight except for turn on like incubus and then adele <laughs> and then i'm just gonna i mean it's just gonna go from there i'm not sleeping evidently yeah, I am for sure listening to Stellar tonight. So I'm embracing, I'm embracing that. Live oh, my wholehearted life. Yes, um, I did tweet at them, so that's done. <gasps> what did you say? I asked Stand if they were. I asked if they wanted to come on our podcast. <laughs> Stop it. So I have a friend that I, from high school that lived in California for a few years and like worked on movies and stuff, and she lives in Des Moines now. But she met Brandon Boyd's brother. Oh. And she also really likes Incubus. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I can't, like, my brain cannot comprehend <laughs> the level of closeness that you had. That is, that is one, one degree. Yep. Yes. You're almost there. Yep. I just, it's just, so, he's just so wonderful. <laughs> 